right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another live stream or podcast or YouTube listen of United We Nerd. Today I'm joined by Brian, or wherever you are on the screen. I am here somewhere in the void. And a very special guest today, <laughs> Nerd Initiative Zone, Samosa and Popcorn, aka writer extraordinaire Pooja. Say hello, please. Hello. Uh, nice to be here. Glad you could be here. So today, welcome to Marvel. Been, been a long time coming, right? Like, I've been excited to see, like, even mentions of this when it came to fruition. And Comic Run is so good, so as people, as the kids say, whoa, but damn good, you know, it's, it knows what it is. And I just, I just, me and my wife love that run. And when they announced it, we were super excited. And then the show is, well, I mean, we're, we're gonna go into it. Good evening, everyone. Super exciting. Let's just, I'll start with a couple preemptive questions before we review the episode. But before we do that, let's start with you guys. When you first heard it was announced, how'd you guys feel? How did you go first, Putin? Yeah. Um, when I first heard it was announced, I was actually really excited. Um, because for me personally, it's like you said, like it's it's been a long time coming, but for me personally, I never thought that it would actually happen. Uh, we were just constantly hit with heroes like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Ant-Man. And so I was just like, mm, is it ever going to happen? And then Captain Marvel came in, then Miss Marvel came, news came out. And it just felt so joyous, especially for like the South Asian community. We were just going nuts over it because it was like, we finally get our own hero. Um, so it was just a matter of, you know, when was it going to come out? How is it going to turn out? And it's... It, while it's not perfect in every way, it definitely just, you know, brings a lot of joy to me, to my heart. Yeah, and I feel like when it comes to the MCU, especially, I mean, I, I think from the beginning, like, MCU's never been perfect, but I feel like if given to the right people, like, you can still find the little special things in it. I think um, when, at least when I heard when Miss Marvel was coming out, I thought it was gonna... Like, back then, I didn't know too much about Miss Marvel. Like, I saw her in other comics like uh, like uh, the Miles Morales and, and uh, Civil War 2 and then uh, through the Marvel's like uh, the Square Enix game. Uh, but it's, uh, you fight, you I'm trying to put it in words, like you hope that it could be done properly and I feel that at least from from the most like fan big fan base i feel like a lot of people were able to kind of like get into the show and i feel like this is the first MC, like mcu disney plus show that has overall gotten the most praise and i, I think it's really cool because i anybody knows me i'm kind of like the person that will just kind of like watch anything it's like if i'm entertained i like it so i'm like the worst person to ask if something's good or not <laughs> but i don't know I, I really got into Miss Marvel and I thought it was I thought it was a very entertaining show. Uh, but I'll throw it to you, Joel. What about what were your first opinions about the announcement for the show? Um, I was super excited. I think with Captain Marvel and Black Panther opening the doors for like other communities, like even a member of Senior saying like Black Panther walks up, Shang-Chi can run, and then I think that just 
showing that like, oh, communities will come and watch it. Well, like, no shit. But, you know, it's like, it did a good job with those movies. And, you know, I was like, okay, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to do a great job with Miss Marvel. And, you know, there were like things I heard, uh, you know, on the way to it being released. Some things I was like, eh, I don't know. But, you know, I was, I'll still give it a chance and, uh, you know, see what happens. And, you know, I, some of the creative freedoms they took, I thought I wouldn't like as much, but it still works really well. And, um, you know, uh, we'll get into spoilers soon, but there's a, you know, there's a really big moment I didn't expect them to do either. Uh, I was like, whoa, like they're, I think they're really committed to making Miss Marvel and anyone around her like believable, good, and it's fun to watch overall too. And, um, and it's basically like the comics, you know, it's fun. It's, you know, relevant and, you know, it's digestible for everyone. And they did that really well. So super excited. And I think they pulled it off. So. Definitely. Yeah. Shall we begin? <laughs> oh, yeah. All shall right. we Shall we give the spoiler warning? Oh, you know it. All right. You're listening to this. If you're watching this wherever, YouTube, Twitch, Spotify, just a reminder. Hey, we're going to dive deep to Miss Marvel. We're going to talk about all the spoilery things. We're probably going to jump around here and there because I'm going to be super excited about everything. But just so you know, major spoilers for Miss Marvel. All right. There we go. All right. So, <laughs> um, uh, just I thought it was okay. So, starting with episode one, like we'll jump around to, but just I thought it was super meta. Before we talk about it, that they have like this person who loves the Avengers, loves superheroes, <laughs> is gonna go to a convention, you know, and then they're gonna have they get they reveal that they have powers, of course, during that big event when they're celebrating all these things. It, it's just you know, it, it's just one part of the episode that I jumped to, but it's super meta, but really, really well done, you know, it's believable and super fresh as far as it goes like it's super fun and i just think that's like the main mo of of like the whole series it's just fun like especially like the art style like you see like little art a drawing she does or thought she has come to life spring to life like oh man that's that's some good imagination there um just just blew me first episode was just like wow like i was hooked and i'm here for more and uh yeah, just <laughs> you know, they they show that she really loves uh, Captain Marvel too. Of course, right? It makes sense. She's Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and they just her, her whole room is like adorned with all these Avengers things, which I love. It's just like you can already relate because I'm pretty sure if you're watching Miss Marvel, you're a fan of Marvel and Avengers stuff. It's like, oh, we're we're literally the same. We can already relate right away. So I just it's like, oh, okay, they they know what they're doing. That, but uh. Before we go, a little more media initial thoughts right away for episode one. Yeah, I feel the same way as you do. Um, I was actually talking to a couple of people earlier when like the show first premiered, and we were talking about the fact that Miss Marvel is literally just all of us. You know, it's her. She she be, she basically represents the spirit of like a super fan. Um, especially for people who are fans of Marvel, who might be fans of, you know, things like anime or DC, you know, whatever the case may be, she is the epitome of a super fan. And so just seeing that be brought on screen is just so fun to see because you get to see what's inside of her mind. Like you said, like her little doodles, her drawings, 
it's from her imagination and it's so creative that they just decided to animate all of that as a way to tell the story. Um, and even like the whole thing about like the text messages, just the small little things. Oh, it yeah. was fun to see that like be shown very differently. Um, a lot of the times you'll see in TV shows, they'll have like just the simple like Apple text, you know, just that little format. But this one was like, you could see the text messages on the street. You could see it in the lighting on the windows. And it was so different. Just the way that they use so much creativity to like tell their story as they went along. Um, and then just seeing like the family dynamic for Kamala and her family just really reflected on my own personal experiences just because of the fact that she is South Asian and the kind of interactions that you have with your parents are not like everybody else's necessarily. You have to plan your day out to figure out how you're going to talk to them, how you're going to convince them to go to something as big as AvengerCon. Um, and then like the relationship with the brother is there. It's just, there's so many different nuanced moments that make the show what it is. And it's shown in the first episode. So that was really like surprising to me. And I'm happy to have seen it um, be executed that way. Mm -hmm. Definitely agree. Yeah. Is is just like you said, like you said before, like the art style for this show in this episode, is, like especially just helps you just kick into what you can expect for this whole series. Like, it's like uh, when I was watching it, it like kind of reminded me of kind of like how Scott Pilgrim was filmed, except to like the nth degree, you know, mm -hmm. um, and uh, to kick it back to AvengerCon, um, like I said before, I am more familiar with the um, Kamala from the video game and how that video game starts is that she wins a trip to this kind of like Avengers Expo in San Francisco. And so I was watching this and I was like, oh, shit. It's like just kind of like seeing like the comparisons and like of that. And um, also just kind of the weird thought. And it's like. This is like is like because we see him as like Marvel superheroes, right? But I'm just like thinking this world, these guys are like war heroes in a way. So like you're having a convention for war heroes <laughs> in your own universe. It was so interesting. And of course, like it was what you expect to see from like any like like Comic Con or something. Everybody's all dressed up and like all goofy. And of course, you have the people that are like have very extravagant cosplays or the people that kind of have like the, you know, do it at home cosplays that are always cool to see. And then just being able to um, have everything kind of set up for this adventure that they're going to take us on just in this one episode alone was great. It felt it was I felt it was paced really well. Like you got to have enough time with all the characters that you're going to see and you kind of got the gist of, you know, who they are and like where they start from compared to how they're going to end up at the end of this, of the season. And it's just, it's just, I feel it was compared to the other shows. I felt like it was the most like cohesive as far as just kind of like being able to just, have a good timeline throughout the entire episode and like when it sh episode's over it's like that's it and it's mm -hmm. like i was waiting for it's like i was like i want to keep going i want to go you know i don't want to see what kamal is going to do with that bangle man mm -hmm. Definitely. speaking of um that was like one of the changes for the show is uh she of course gets a package one day at the artifact from of her relatives it's a bangle that later is revealed in the episode gives her her powers which 
you know, different from the comics, it's Terrigen, Mr. Gas, and then the games, right? It's the Terrigen. Um, so I don't know if you were you guys like when they announced that, were you guys kind of like miffed anyway or bothered about like how she got her powers? It was definitely different. Um, it's not something that I think any of us expected. I think we all knew that there was going to be some sort of alteration to her powers, or at least the origin of her powers. Um, but like, as with any you know Marvel project, you kind of have to wait it out in order to see what the actual full story is. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I know that some people were miffed about it. They're kind of like. Mm. I don't like the origin story, but it's just really a game of patience because we, again, we never really had the full story um, in that episode alone. I thought it was a really interesting take, though, um, just to kind of take it in a different direction and try something new to expose her powers. Um, and the fact that it comes from her her nani, which is a uh, grandmother, um, that clearly meant that it was something it has something to do with her family history and so it definitely led into the rest of the episodes that talked about her family's history so i think overall it's it's not something that really bothered me too much off the bat it's kind of a nice interesting perspective hmm. yeah because i think for, from from this point we kind of expect a little bit of the a little bit of the familiar with like how the comics did it but then we also have to kind of expect a little bit of a twist into it so i know when they start showing off kind of like the the changes to her powers for me um you know i i was i was on the boat of just kind of the wait and see just like okay let's see you know let's see what they could do with it maybe it'll be cool and that, i mean for me i thought it was an interesting take like i know for some people like the the story that was like oh because her powers are so close to mr fantastic they don't want people to get confused which i don't i don't know if that was ever confirmed or not so I think that was just kind of like something people were kind of running on as kind of like their their argument on the on the internet. But um, but yeah, it like you said, it's it was really cool to have it be kind of like a part of her like family history and kind of the the um, the item to which it propels the story and kind of like shows you like okay this this is what we're gonna do this is how we're gonna tell the story and in a way to you know still make it fit within the, the world of miss marvel but then also just kind of like make it a little bit of the mcu you know and of course we're going to mention it later on there's a a little bit more of a twist that comes with it but i'm sure uh we'll talk about that in a little bit mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and you know of course she has her you know, she discovers she has this power at this place she wanted to be at dressed as the person she adores and she has her very own hero moment, which I thought was really cool. And to your point of, uh, you know, comes it's great that the episode also shows like that, that involvement with family, how close she is. You know, she's like, like you said, Pusha, she's preparing all day to ask to go to AvengerCon. She sinks off and does it anyway. Um, but just, it's just so well done. And then like, you know, of course she can't go at first, right? They, they you know. Or she's talking, or they have to go on, you know, mom and dad's terms. Big Hulk, little Hulk, little Hulk. It's fucking, <laughs> I loved, by the way. I thought that was great. Dad, little cream. It's oh, just done so well. And just, I, I know I'm all I, over the place. I just, I, love it so I, I just have to say, I love her dad. Her dad yeah. is like one of my favorite characters in the show. He's great. <laughs> oh, definitely. I love Uncle Yusuf because he is, um, he reminds me a lot of my dad there's a lot of strictness from him but there's also like a lot of goofiness from him as well 
um, that just made me really reminiscent of him. Um, and just that that particular scene uh, with, you know, um, with Big Hulk, Little Hulk, that was equal parts cute, but also heartbreaking because uh, oh, yeah. for me personally, I mean, I've done something similar to that. And you could see the pain in his eyes when you like when he's just kind of feeling dejected almost. Um, and it's just like, no, like that just broke me um so like i remember i was doing some commentary videos uh about that particular episode and i had to re-watch that scene all over again and i just started crying oh, it no. just it hit me in the feels so much yeah. Oh. So, yeah really well done yeah that yeah yusuf and then maniba too her mom it, it just it, it evolves but just the family dynamic is so so goddamn strong so good and we'll talk more about it, but just they, the show actually uh, did that right, too. I feel like other shows or other Marvel things have kind of made it corny, but uh, they did it really well. And then uh, this is what I want to say. To your point about, like, confusing it with Mr. Fantastic, I kind of saw that, too, but I'm glad they distanced it now, having seen what happened to him in Multiverse. So, yeah, that's good. I, I think that distance is good. Definitely. But, but yeah, a jam-packed episode, big origin episode. Uh, and then... Uh, I probably forget a lot, but just jumping ahead, uh, it ends with like the post credits. It shows our friend from Damage Control, who was in No Way Home, saying, yeah. We got to go check out New Jersey because there's a disturbance of like an enhanced individual. So that was cool. A little connection to uh, No Way Home again, and Damage Control is brought back again to investigate. So we'll see how that like uh, perpetuates the story as well later. But I, I just want to say, overall, like a really strong, fun first episode. Like, I think it. Just like I said before, just so fun. And I think the whole episode kind of sets the precedent for what's going to come next in the series. Or at least I thought, but then, of course, they, they throw in those uh, those heavy, good moments and story. Oh, it's so, so good. What do you guys think of episode one? Perfect. Really good episode. <laughs> really good episode to introduce the character. Um, also, I actually did want to ask, what are you guys' thoughts on Bruno? Bruno at first kind of confused me because I was like, okay, so obviously he's supposed to be some kind of super genius. But then um, I will say one of my maybe like slight critiques about the first episode was that for as much as we saw of Bruno, we didn't really get much of his backstory. Like we knew like, oh, his parents are gone. How? We don't know why. Maybe Maybe they'll get to it later sometime. But like I just like that he he was like instantly just like the guy in the chair for for Kamala and it was like okay, so so you know he he works at the convenience store below his apartment. It's like okay, but then he's also just somehow being able just to kind of like have these like super advanced like mini computers that can like figure out someone's DNA or something like that. Like, okay, sure, all right, cool, all right. But yeah, I I mean he I think he he's. A decent character i i kind of hoped or i kind of hope that we'll get to kind of learn more about him in the future as far as just kind of like because it seems like there's something about him that's there that they're not telling us yet you know and i and i don't know much about like how bruno is like in the comics so i don't know if i'm i'm just missing something that i don't know about yet but i'm i'm looking forward to seeing it like how all the characters progress yeah I feel like Bruno is one of those characters that I am 
sort of in the middle about um because i know that his interaction with kamala in the comics is it, it's it's good and then it's not so great after some point so uh -oh. i don't know if that's the direction gonna, they're gonna take uh -oh. it in um but i mean just as like her friend uh i feel like he is a really good character in that sense, at least in the show. And they've definitely mm. made him a little bit more likable. So it's hard to not like him at all because he just has this sort of, yeah, he has this like, you know, teenage boy charm. He's very, you know, innocent, very, just very boyish, if anything, you know? Mm. Um, and just like the scenes between Kamala and Bruno, where it's very obvious he is into her. Oh, but yeah. Kamala just is so oblivious. And it's partly in due to the fact like, you know, you're a boy that is not Pakistani, so I cannot date you ever. So I'm just going to ignore the fact that you might have potential feelings for me. So it's just really interesting to see their dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, I think you guys said it well. Like, uh, he, he's a good side <laughs> character. He's, he hit all the notes. Uh, I would like to hear, like, a little bit more. But uh, at the same time, I'm kind of glad they glossed over so we could just focus on... Uh, oh, Yeah. Marvel and Kamala and her oh, friends yeah. a little, her other friends a little more, which is which is cool. Um, but yeah, I am curious to see how far they progress their relationship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, um, it was interesting to hear that he auditioned for Spider Man though. That was a cool little fact. Yeah. Whoa! Wait, so what? Weird. Yeah. So apparently really? he was one of the the people who auditioned to be Spider Man. So, but of course, you know Disney really good about repurposing people, and now he's. Uh, Bruno. All right. Yeah. Interesting fun fact. Right, right. That was interesting to hear. It was like, I was trying to imagine, like, he kind of has a Peter Parker face. I can see it a little. Maybe he he made, definitely like, does. Five, but, you know, mm -hmm. sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Bruno. Uh, Tom Holland is, is it. I'm calling him Bruno. It's not even the same. But you know what I mean? He, right. he, he's the, he's the Spider-Man PS4 remaster version. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. This hair is a little off. <laughs> um so episode two um so if we start to see like uh kamala train with bruno kind of refine her powers and of course she's like super excited she's like she's a hero right she's living her dream she discovers these powers um and then let's see i'm just looking through the stops as i can remember uh oh okay so you know uh he she has a friend named uh Nakia, right? But, uh, they get together. They're kind of talking about. It. She hasn't shared her secret with her, which of course is a big point in the this story as well as in the comics. But uh, they actually, this next part I'm going to talk about. They threw in uh, another character coming in to kind of get to know Kamala, maybe be like a flame, uh, a Kamran. Like that was super fast uh, already, at least for me, because in the comics they kind of like bring it along a little bit. Like boom, he's already here. He's going to kind of try to get with, not get with, you know what I mean? Like get uh, familiar with Kamala, kind of find out what she's about or history, the bangle and stuff. So I was like, whoa, we're going, okay, it's like, oh, we're going this route. Okay. I think they, as far as those two characters go, they cast them really well. And they did like awesome as far as like side characters to Kamala and being like a part of her life. And of course, like, being like good high school friends too, right? That's just, it's just all believable too. Instead of like, you know, 30-year-old dudes, like, yeah, man, <laughs> can't wait to go lunch. <laughs> that was a cool thing. You know, young, diverse people uh, together. And, of course, like, as we mentioned before, uh, Kamala thinks, you know, Cameron is hot stuff, and, you know, 
it was like, oh, you know, he's a little jealous. And we start to see that build a little. I mean, you know, he's cool. He's got that car. You know, it makes sense. They're teenagers, all that jazz. Oh, yeah. I I really like Kamran. Um, just his whole, like, entrance into the first episode. Because you see right off the bat, Kamala's walking in. She's super hot. She's like, you know, I'm I'm confident. I'm going to correct that person on my name. I'm going to stand up for myself. Like, I need you to move away from my locker. Um, and she just has this energy. And then she runs into Kamran. And she's like, oh, this is this this dude is hot. No. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, and so it's just like the entire progression of the entire episode is just like her wanting to go to the party because Kamran might be there. She ends up running into him, and she literally has no words for him. She's just like, um, I forgot my name. I'm Kamala. I'm Kamala. Um, and it's just, it, it's definitely reminiscent of how I used to feel, um, like, with my own high school crush. Just, you know, you don't know what to say. You're just kind of, you know, there. Um, and so just the way that Kamran and Kamala are able to connect to each other on a different level that, unfortunately, uh, Bruno cannot you know, he can't do that necessarily. They're able to connect on Bollywood and their culture. And it's just so nice to see that because I also want to mention the fact that it's not very common that you see two South Asian leads that are like potentially going to be romantically interested. So that was really nice to see. Um, and to me, I, I don't know about anybody else, but I feel like Kamran gives like hot boy himbo vibes. Yeah, at least from like the when he first got introduced, definitely. Yeah, right off the bat, just straight up like he he's hot, but he's also a bit of a him. <laughs> um, but I just when I saw this first uh or this episode where we see him, it was just really interesting to it was gonna interest me in terms of how we're gonna go ahead and see his per his character progress throughout the series. Um, because like Joel said, it he was introduced so quickly, and so I just wasn't sure how they were going to maneuver his his story, if they were going to change things. Um, but yeah, his character is really cool. I like him. Yeah, he he definitely like at least coming from somebody that's not like super familiar with all the characters. Like if at first he like really came off as like okay, so there's so. There's something about him. Like he's there's something like story specific about him. It's like okay, so I'm like I'm trying to like pay attention to kind of like see, you know. If there's like okay, so maybe he's you know maybe he's gonna be like a good guy. And you know, of course, later on they kind of do the swerve a little bit. It's like all right, well I didn't expect that. Um, but Pooja, what you're talking about before how they're like you know they were interact um they're both interacting with each other, kind of like getting to know each other. Um, I I lost my shit when they actually dropped the reference of kingo yeah because that was nice yes <laughs> kingo's my like eternals is kind of like it's like it's like it's all right movie for me it's like but kingo's like my favorite character in that movie and just to have that little shout out it's like hell yeah let's go <laughs> <laughs> show that show some respect <laughs> I imagine um, that like Kingo is probably like in Bollywood. There's an actor named Shah Rukh Khan, and he's like a really big action romance hero. Um, so I feel like that's where he took the inspiration from a little bit. Okay. Uh, so that's why you see his name name dropped so many times. Okay. Yeah, it's just uh, 
it's just like really funny because like we get that backstory from Eternals and it's like how he's just like been the same person but like pretending to be a family member and like doing Bollywood movies like throughout generations and then to have that come up in this in this movie it's like uh, his legacy lives on it's so good um but yeah um it's 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 a very interesting kind of like um when we get later on in um I don't I don't know if it happens in this episode or episode three just kind of like the progression of of Kamran um to kind of show more of what he's about because like you said before he at first he comes off just kind of like kind of like the himbo kind of like it's like sup guys you know hi you, you want to go you want to go take a drive in my nice car you know i, I could teach how to drive and stuff <laughs> like that so it, i think out of all the characters he he definitely is kind of up there as kind of one of the more interesting um side character i don't even i wouldn't even consider him a side character i i think he's one of one of the pivotal characters in this show as far mm-hmm. as just kind of like who is helping progress kamala's story as well um but yeah it's <laughs> what makes uh this show like so relatable to like a mass audience like not only do you get kind of um the uh southeast asian kind of like representation but also you just get like for all of us, it's like we recognize this this kind of stupid like high school stuff that we did through mm-hmm. Kamala. And it's like I understand how that feels. So like I just can <laughs> connect so easily. Like I can remember being like dumbfounded and just being like staring off into the distance. It's like loss of words looking at the person that you're like interested in. And it's like <laughs> I can I could totally understand how that feels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> High school awkwardness abound, mm. and it captured so well. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, talk about this next part. Uh, it's um, Mala has the vision of a mysterious woman that she gets, you know, through her powers at the Bengal, and then uh, Kamala asks her family about her great grandmother Aisha, the original person who has the Bengal, but they, you know, they kind of dodge it, right? And then you know, uh, Yusef says that. You know, someone lost away during partition. They're able to find their father again. And for me, I've never heard of partition until this show. Nope. So it's another case of superhero uh, like series informing me, just like the Oklahoma bombings with Watchmen. So I was like, oh, shit, this is opening a whole new world, which I don't know if that's like <clears throat> world history I miss or whatever, but or maybe they didn't teach it. Right. But it's just, you know, opening up new doors, I think, which they did really well well when they actually get into the meat of it which was really cool to like explore a whole like historical event that means probably so much to so many people that of course you, you never hear about it right or people you know they don't want you to hear about like these differences so um i just wanted to say like how familiar are you you guys with that like because for me i was like what like it was like world drop you know like new thing for me so just want to see what you guys thought of that yeah, no, I have honestly never even, like, I think I knew about it, but it was never described as partition to me when I was younger. Oh. Um, and, like, the perspective that I always got, because it's it's a very difficult topic to talk about because there's so many different, like, aspects to it. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, like, um, like, obviously British involvement and the separation of religion from, like, Hindus and Muslims. 
Um, and that's a big reason why there was so much um, like separation between those two. It's just because of the fact that the British, you know, really made that something that was, um, they, they made a big deal about it. And I think that's just a very European mentality. Um, and basically just what I was taught when I was younger is more of like the, I guess, like the Indian Hindu side of it where, and it's always like, oh, well, our side was right. You know, our side did the right thing. And I'm sure that that's the case for like Pakistani Muslims. Um, and so I was never taught the full story. Um, we were only taught one side of it to where, you know, we had to separate. We had to, you know, we, in, you know, Hindus were in, were in India and Muslims were only in Pakistan. Um, so it's definitely something that wasn't taught in school. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Um, but I'm also kind of glad that it wasn't taught in school because I don't think that it would have been taught with a lot of like care, um, especially because of the um, just the seriousness of seriousness of it all, and the fact that there's so much in-depth information that is easily going to get missed and lost. Um, and there's definitely going to be sides that are taken over, you know, over the other. So it's an interesting thing that they brought this up in this show. And I'm really glad that they did, because I think it was brought up in the comics at one point um, as like a plot line. Um, and this is definitely like a history lesson in a show, which was nice that they included it, because I've seen so many people, including myself, learn about partition. Um, and it's, you know, it's just it's really nice to see history being shown through media now. And I think that's probably the new way that we're going to end up learning about all of this stuff um, going forward. It, it's just crazy to think that that that's the case. Cause you, you would think that stuff like this would be kind of like learned in like a hist like some kind of history course, but like we, we have to kind of get it where we can get it. And we're having these uh, creatives, um, take the leap forward into showing off like hey this is this is our history this is what you know our ancestors had to go through to get to where we are today and so to have that in this show is great and to go off of your question joel i like you i i had no idea this was a thing like just like so many other things that we've learned through you know other mcu shows or just any other kind of like um pop culture things in general so it it's again just really interesting that we were able to get um somewhat of a history lesson through our entertainment but also it's still done in a respectful way you know it's not it's not done to be kind of like oh it's like hey we're gonna go have fun in this area it's like no it's like it's like we're gonna tell you a story but we're also gonna teach you something and hopefully it'll get it'll like it'll stick with you so like you'll you'll learn something through this you know So, and like for me, eye opening. I think that's a good point, Pooja. Like maybe it shouldn't have been taught to us, you know, with the teachers we had. No offense to you know my teachers, but you know there were a lot of. I'm gonna say they were not the right people to teach that. So I think you're right. But you know, there's some things I think that should be mentioned. But yeah, there's it's layered, right? But glad to you know learn something new. Um. Yeah, we find out uh, the person Kamala rescued at AvengerCon is being interrogated by uh, people at Damage Control trying to figure out what happened. And um, what it leads to is uh, 
very real world, they start having like these government officials like, oh, we're going to target mosques and all these other centers. And it's like, oh, great. It's that certain event that happened again. Right. It's like it it hits really close to home. But I mean, it's I'm glad they did, though. You know, I'm just like they didn't gloss over it. They're like, hey, remember that thing that happened with the, you know, in New York? It's like, guess what? Here's like a parallel. It's like, oh, wow. And they, you know, they did it in a digestible way, which I thought was which was great. Um, eventually, uh, it leads to, um, like, they're celebrating Eid. Uh, there's a big gathering of family and friends. And, uh, again, Kamala uh, tries to uh, do the heroic thing. She even puts on a costume and tries to save this boy who's hanging from a tower, and, uh, which I, which leads to next. I know I'm probably glossing over a lot, which you guys didn't help me fill and stuff, but she catches this kid's about to fall, but she doesn't do it well. She, like, kind of bumbles it, drops the kid, and she's not good at it, which I love. I mean, as much as I love superheroes getting it right the first time, I love that that she has room to grow. She, you know, she's not perfect at it. And I just, that was just a good moment. And, of course, the kid's okay, right? It's just like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, she she needs some more work at the superhero thing, which I, I love seeing. Um, but I believe uh, during the middle of that, she has like a vision. I think it's a person during that rescue. And that's how, how uh, God I can't talk. Why she kind of fumbles the rescue. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that particular scene in general was just like, I think it really shows who Kamala is, um, regardless of how inexperienced she might be, or you know how she might not even have any control of her powers. She's willing to do the right thing. Um, and so that's exactly why she goes up there and she tries to save the kid because, you know, even though she she's a little bit hesitant at first in terms of using her powers, the moment that it looks like it's going to go south, she speeds up. And so, you know, she understands the idea of, you know, just timing, you know, there's you, you can't just wait on these things. You got to act quick uh, or act quick. But it's it's really nice to see that part of Kamala and, you know, know that she is a lot of people compare her to Peter Parker. And I think that's kind of true in a sense, the way that they are both willing to help their community and they're willing to help people regardless of what's at stake. Um, and it's just nice to, you know, see another character that really takes that into consideration um, the other thing I actually want to bring up, too, is Nakia's character, just kind of seeing her progression throughout the episode, um, and the fact that this episode really solidifies a positive perspective on, like, Muslims and their religion, their culture, because normally when you see things like this, it's kind of in a very negative aspect, just like Joel said. It's like, you know, we're referring back to, you know, other instances that happened, Um but this is like the first time that we're seeing something so positive and it's so, you know, it's it's done in good faith, you know, and we have like the introduction of uh, Sheikh Abdullah, who is, you know, a really, really in touch religious leader. Like he can connect to the youth a lot more than like what we usually see. And that's something that I really enjoyed seeing. Um, but yeah, just, you know, those characters, those moments just really make the episode so good um, and just you know, make it really well-rounded. Shout out to Illuminantes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Illuminantis. Yeah. Let me tell you, those Illuminantis are real. They are like <laughs> they they are not messing around when they say, "Yeah, we're just gonna," you know, you know, Aisha might have killed someone. Aisha might have done this. <laughs> These things do happen all the time with the aunties, and oh. it's it's a nightmare to deal with, but it's also a little <laughs> bit fun to watch happen. So. Watching aunties gossip is a pastime that I think any generation can get a kick mm-hmm. out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to your point, like, I really love that they fleshed out people in her life and community and really brought it to life, which, again, like, they haven't, Marvel hasn't always done well, but here it's, it's great. And it just shows, like, community can make, make just a big change, which they do very well later, which we'll bring up. I just want to say they, it's yeah, they hit all those those points so so well. Um, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> here we go. Um, Kamala is you know of course uh, before we segue to the next episode is chased by damage control because she just rescued the kid and then uh, it looks things like are dire. She's killing those drones from No Way Home or maybe a few, and then uh, of course Cameron rescues her. Uh, with the car, it's like, oh, you know, great time. I, I was wondering, like, oh, how's she gonna get out of this? Of course, it's coming with the car, but then, um, they revealed the person that she saw, uh, with through the bangle was Cameron's mom. I was like, what? That was that was uh, I wasn't expecting that at all, so that was a nice little twist, uh, for th- that end of the episode. Definitely a cliffhanger. I was just like, mm-hmm. what is gonna happen? So it, it really makes you want to watch the next episode right away. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. I would say again, another strong episode. Um, just fleshing out characters, community. It's it's really strong, and we, you know we're just seeing everything grow, and it's it, it's a it's a really good episode. And I think almost as I, I don't want to compare. I don't want. I actually don't want to compare the episodes, but I think <laughs> just as good as episode one. So, <laughs> all right. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Episode three, Destined. All right. Uh, this is like, I feel like always in the miniseries, three and four are like, I mean, I guess it gets meaty forever. Just like, oh, it's so, everything they explain here is really good. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cameron's mom, Najma, explain, am I saying that right? Okay, I hope not. I hope I'm not butchering it. Explains that she and Cameron are part of a group called uh, the Clandestines. Who are enhanced basically, and then they tie it in to say, uh, with mythology, they, they claim to be uh jinns from this dimension called the Noor dimension, right? So I feel like they, with incursions and stuff, they kind of mentioned before, and other universes, they're starting to open up like the worlds, and of course, with uh, with the one who uh, the one above all, or you know, Kang, right? They're starting to like really open up other universes, portals, dimensions where other characters can come from. And I'm just glad that they're able to go there now with all the characters, their backgrounds, and whatever. It's it's nice. It's not just being confined to you know just Earth and space. It's like now dimensional other Earths on top of Earth. It's oh man, I just it's just awesome to see and. Uh, they connect it. Um, Najma says uh, Aisha, relative of Kamala, was also clandestine, and basically they're going to need Kamala's bangle to go back home to their other dimension. So we see like Kamala has this thing that's been helping, you know, give her powers, but then of course there's another party interested in what she has to kind of 
go home and we're gonna see what happens later with that but um yeah just lots of world building from here which i was uh I just i was just eating it up it was like this is great like i i want to see more and more and how everything is tying in um of course uh we, it goes back to bruno he's like kind of mentioning you know traveling between dimensions could be dangerous right i mean i feel like that's kind of his role though too to kind of keep kamala in check right because she, you know she's a teenage superhero right she's gonna be i mean we would think a little more reckless than adults, not really, right? But just kind of keep her in check with that. Also, just kind of like Bruno, I was like, where is this technology coming from? Like, <laughs> yeah. just being able to like just scan like out <laughs> interdimensional oh, yeah. portals and whatnot. It's like, what's going on, man? Yeah, like, where's he getting the funding? <laughs> Like, like there must be something behind that that corner store. There has to be some other kind of operation going on here. Because I remember, I think. Oh, go 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 ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll go. I'll go after. Oh, I was gonna say, like, I think in the comics, he, like, technically his funding is through the school because they actually oh. like they're a really big tech school or something, oh. um, and they're big on like the sciences, and so he's able to do a lot of what he does in the comics and create the things that he does for Kamala through the school. So I don't know if that's okay. probably the same thing that's happening, most likely. Um, so it okay. makes sense why he has this like weird computer that he can just be like, well, mm, this is your blood data. This is what's going on. So, yeah. Well, I got your blood work back, and it seems like you're uh, more than human. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, on that note, before we go into it later, like, maybe that's why he's so smart, but you know, I, I just we'll touch on that later. Anyway, because I I can't. Okay. Anyway, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, yeah. Oh, this is the, okay. So um, basically, there there's a power struggle now between uh, Najma and uh, Kamala. They're gonna. It's like, hey, I need the bangle to go home, and she's like, no, sorry, it's like my family heirloom, and of course they're gonna have a fight. But it's the same day as her brother's wedding right of course and they have this nice little dance routine and you know get together families are there it's exciting it's cool but um you know ultimately they have this uh shit's about to go down kamala you know sees it coming and he kind of takes upon himself like oh i'm gonna ruin my brother's wedding she pulls the fire alarm everyone gets out and then uh you know shit gets wild they have like a like these enhanced individuals come and find kamala they start to fight in the venue and stuff and you see her really like exploring her powers even more and using them more to fight them so that was that was pretty cool uh i heard some like a little more i heard some criticisms about the ugh, god can't talk some criticisms of this episode that um it wasn't written even though it was like a um how do i put this correctly it was like a cultural wedding, but not written by right people. And I heard that was a crit or like directed by the right people, or at least people of that culture. That was a criticism of this episode. And um, yeah, because I think I think the the episode wasn't was definitely not written necessarily by like South Asians. Um, and I think that was just a critique throughout the entire episode, um, especially with the mention of Jin. Um, because from, I, I mean, I'm not Muslim, so I don't really know too much about it, but from what I have discussed with others who do understand it, it's not like, it's not necessarily that's 
it's not a being that's like mythological or, you know, it's not like a ghost or a spirit. It's something that they believe is legitimately real. Um, And so I think that's why, you know, the reaction that Kamala has when Najma tells her, like, you know, you are Jin, it's literally like the perfect reaction because it's like, I can't be Jin. Um, because essentially, like, Jin are not viewed as human, I guess you could say. So it's a very, like, okay. gray area. It's weird that they brought it up at all, um, especially, you know, with what we see in the later episodes and just how it's not as present. Um, but as far as, like, the wedding goes, I mean, the thing to keep in consideration with, like, South Asian weddings is that they're all done differently. There's no right or wrong wrong way to do it. Um, especially because there's like so many different like cultural and subcultural groups that we just do things differently. So I think it's not necessarily like, oh, they did it wrong, but it was probably just a different way of doing things. Um, but I personally really liked seeing what they did. Um, like for me personally, I didn't really get the opportunity to do that when I was getting married. It was just really small. But if we like when people do grander scales, uh, weddings like that, it's it's over the top. You have all of these sort of like dance numbers, like things like that do happen. And it's so much fun, um, especially just seeing like in uh, in the dance number specifically, you're seeing like the older generation doing a dance to older Bollywood songs. And then you have the newer generation doing it to a newer Bollywood song. So it's just nice seeing that sort of that combination of the the whole routine. Mm-hmm. It- it was definitely really cool, especially since for at least for TV nowadays, you don't really get to see that kind of like side to a culture. Like you get, you get to see the, the celebrations that they have, like especially just like on like something as big as like Disney and like Marvel, you know, something so widespread. It's 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 nice to be able to kind of see that kind of nice celebrate celebratory side. And then to go to the to the gin aspect you're talking about, it's it's interesting because now that I'm I'm thinking about that with the kind of spin. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And when I try to look back at the other episodes after that, it seems like that that idea was just kind of like pushed away. It's like they knew that was a weird idea. So I was like, oh, okay. It's like, we're just going to put this in a corner. We're going to forget about it for a while. You know, let's just focus on the clandestine. Forget about the gin thing. You know, we're going to drop the mutant thing later. So yeah, it, it, it's just it's just kind of it's just kind of weird. So I don't maybe you know it was just a a case of um, you know having a different writer for certain episodes. So I, some things kind of get weird a little bit. But uh, but besides that, like it didn't. I felt like it didn't like sidetrack it too much. You know, it definitely kind of made it a little weird. But then I feel like this the rest of this episode was interesting, especially. Um, when the clandestine do come in and then everything kind of gets so chaotic. And then it's like, um, Kamala kind of had to have that like split second decision. It's like, do I really want to ruin my brother's wedding? And it's like, mm-hmm. in the case of everybody's safety, yes. <laughs> and then <laughs> she goes into action. And, um, I know we'll, we'll get to see the, her progress later on, but it was just so interesting to see just kind of how she implements her powers throughout her stages of like her development in the show because like say in the last episode she kind of 
you know, was fumbling a little bit and then she kind of got in action, but then her vision kind of like threw her back a little bit. And so it kind of gave her a little bit of like, it's like, oh, I messed up. You know, I don't know if I can be a hero. And then this situation happens. So I was like, okay, this is a situation where it's like, it's either they win and my family gets hurt or worse, or like I have to do this. I have to maybe deal with the ramifications from my family there of ruining the wedding, but then everybody's safe. So that's fine. And then just go into action. And then it's like, okay, it's like, it's, it's nice to see she, her slowly developing into the hero that we know that she's going to be. And, um, of course, um, later on in the episode, just kind of, um, you know, like most superheroes, it's kind of, it kind of gets harder and harder to kind of keep her secret, you know, intact. Mm -hmm. So, um, having her have to deal with that, um, especially, uh, was something that was interesting to kind of keep you tuned into to kind of see that more progression. And I know, I think Joel's going to be touching on this in a second about, uh, the ending of the episode. So I can oh, yeah. throw it to you. Um, basically, uh, Ashma uh, tries to use the bangle, but then it triggers a vision of a train, which, uh, it was pretty interesting. Like that, someone else was using it and then they could see it but uh basically you know they they're essentially kamala and team they they try to get away damage control detains the clandestines including cameron and um because she saw the train she gets a call from uh i think her grandma in uh karachi saying hey did you see the train as well it's like oh shit there's a familiar connection again it's like, well, you got to go to Karachi now. It's like, what? <laughs> and, you know, it's it's going to be like a big jump. I didn't think they would actually, like, go next episode, but they do, which I think is great. They, like, straight up, they're going to go visit family, her and her mom going on a little adventure. But, um, yeah, so it's it's a lot happens. And, again, they're they're just teasing us, teasing us more information at the end to lead us into the next one really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love Sana, um, the grandmother. She is just so lovable. Like right off the bat through her little phone calls with Kamala, she's just like all up in the screen and is like, what? <laughs> and Kamala's like, can you like back away for a second? Um, but I, I really love like the fact that they're teasing their interactions. And it's very common to see that between like um like a grandmother and or like a grandparent in general, just with her with their grandchild and it's always where you know that grandparent doesn't really have a good relationship with their kid but they'll have the best relationship with their grandchild they will dote on them forever and ever and it's nice to see that be reflected on their screen between sana and kamala mm-hmm. Dis- disney and grandmas it's just they know how to <laughs> they know how to make the coolest grandmas definitely <laughs> Uh, another strong episode not gonna compare anymore i just really good it's just really good uh just i again i'm just like i'm hooked i I just want more i can't wait for next week and uh again i didn't expect them to actually go to karachi in episode four uh appropriately titled seeing red for a reason we're gonna see why but uh basically kamala and her mom muniba travel to karachi and they meet i think her like cousins right Mm -hmm. at the airport they show like they have different shots of the city and stuff. It's really cool uh, looking. At least I think that's where they filmed it. Maybe I, I have to look again for the film information, but it did look 
um real is what i'll say for now but yeah um basically uh she goes to her grandmother's place they're getting familiar with the place um she kind of like there's a little interaction with the cousins like hey can you cover for me i want to do some things by myself which i think is great i love that familiar like hey cover for me and it's like got that right you know sometimes family will be there get get you back um but uh she goes to investigate try to kind of find out like what where the vision is taking her uh, when they go to this other area this marketplace i believe um but uh she puts on her mask right to kind of hide her identity and uh she runs into trouble with this person he has like a red uh bandana on tries to hide himself and they have a little fight too and they have a little showdown uh, but eventually work it out um the guy reveals himself his name is uh kareem he's a red called the red dagger or the red dat part of the red daggers which again i didn't think they were going to do very fast uh that that someone uh kamala i guess kind of has like a fling with in the comics but yeah it's like boom right away um uh the red daggers right here and it was just like whoa we're already there and then they get away and it's it's just really cool to see that i just brought these characters in so fast and really brought them to life and the actor i i was familiar with too i did i took me a second to realize but uh he's in into the badlands he plays this guy named nk so it's cool to see him Ooh, like oh okay. hey it's that guy so they reuse him Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Aramis Knight, I think his name is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of our friends doesn't like him, but uh, <laughs> I, I thought he did a good job with the Red Tiger. Um, but yeah, uh, the reason he attacked, why he attacked Kamala, though, is because he thought she was a clandestine, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Is um, I don't remember if he is in the comics. I now I have an excuse to reread, but uh, Kareem takes her to their hideout. And it's like we get to see kind of the operations behind the table. The uh, the parallel worlds kind of explained a little more. There's a leader there named Walid, and basically he's explaining that what the clandestines are doing aren't isn't so great. And uh, from their world, they want to come and take over this world, of course, right? It's super different, and um, I just it's very fast paced this episode. But I almost feel like at some points they were throwing too much at me, but I was still, I was keeping up though. But it's just like boom, 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 boom. As far as like what what we're getting, what we're doing next. Yeah, d uh, definitely like a very busy episode. There was so much going on. Um, in regards to the cousins, though, I absolutely hated them. <laughs> oh, I, <no. laughs> I hated the cousins so much. Um, first of all, how would what I don't understand is if you're gonna bring your cousin to a country club that you know has a rule against jeans. Why did you not tell your cousin who is clearly American? Um, but like also just kind of like the way that they navigate through like the markets of Karachi, um, which by the way is very, like it reminds me so much of like New Delhi in India. It's, you know, similar look, like the same, vehicles the same like little fruit carts people selling the same things clothes you know sunglasses the 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 haggling it's so familiar for me so it was just nice to see that you know it's it, they're clearly making it um it, it's it, it's clear that like karachi and you know places in india are very similar um and like for me i feel like that's something that we do see later on as to like the fact that they're all the same um but it just it, it was it was such a like really well shot 
uh, scene, just seeing like the streets and the markets of Karachi. Um, and then you go into like kind of the cousins just showing Kamala around. And the reason that I kind of hate them is just they just kind of let her do her own thing and they don't really like guide her necessarily. And then like the, um, I think he might be the older cousin. He's like, you know, you, you, you must be an ABCD, you know, American born confused Daisy. And I have gotten that so many times in my life. Oh. And it just, it struck a nerve with me. And I was like, okay, first of all, how dare you? Um, you know, and it's just, it really solidifies the idea that, you know, like for Kamala, she's never really, you know, Pakistani enough. She's not American enough. And it just, you know, it's it's something that's so relatable for, I'm sure, a lot of other people, too, who have, you know, been through that and, you know, never feel too much or, like, enough of one side of themselves. Um, so it was nice that they kind of threw that in, but those cousins, um, you know, and the fact that they just kind of, like, I know you said, like, oh, they're, you know, covering for her. I feel like they just kind of just ditched her almost. They're like, yeah, whatever, that's fine. <laughs> I was like, you're in the middle of Karachi. Like, what if something happens to you? <laughs> So, you know, somebody does happen to her and she meets Kareem, who I, I I want for me, it's you know, Kareem and Kamala forever. I like them oh. together. <laughs> um, but Kamala first, of course. But yeah. Yeah, it, it I it was a very well filmed episode. Um, just the whole environment. I tried to look up to see like if they actually like went to Karachi to film this, and I couldn't find any information like off the top of like Google. Uh, um, actually, I just did. Oh, um, hey, according there you to go. this, um, dude, it just says due to political situation in Pakistan, the show shot in Thailand. Actually, oh, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Uh, Obed Chinoy worked with production designer Christopher Glass on everything from mood boards to sharing visual ideas as they faithfully recreated Karachi. So, oh, okay, interesting. Pretty, so they like they probably mixed in some things to make it look more real, but. Mm -hmm. I guess to an outsider, definitely convinced me, but the no now wasn't actually there. Movie magic. Right. Um sure. but yeah, I, I kind of agree. The cut the cousins were kind of jerks. <laughs> and um <laughs> it's like I it's I it's like uh, okay, it's like sure, you know, and Kamala, you know, Kamala has superpowers, but it's like still it's like superpowers or not, it's like you don't leave your American-born cousin just like to wander off, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> down like the busiest street where she can't uh, even haggle herself. For the record, mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> can't even haggle for directions to the train station. Mm -mm. Um, but yeah, the introduction of the red daggers was really interesting because um, it like at first I thought it was like another enemy faction because like of course coming from like. Uh, realm of ignorance i i didn't know like what the red daggers were um, i was like okay and after like you know their little like fight in the train station was kind of over um to uh just have kareem just be like it's like um uh, start just throwing out all of these kind of like one-liners from like really old like tv shows or movies i was, like i always wanted to say that and it's like i, I <laughs> like after that i was like all right i'm with you like you're cool i like you um but also, uh, shout out to my, to my homeboy Walid that like got done dirty. Oh yeah, because like he kind of seemed like the really cool like mentor figure, you know. And it's like he's gonna kind of like he was the one that introduced Kamala to like this whole realm that like was she was totally oblivious to. And then 
right when the clandestine come in to try to like take out the the operation you know you have like maybe like two minutes later and somebody just comes in and like takes out wally and it's like i was like no yeah <laughs> that, that was like that was my little re reaction i out loud i was like but we just met him yeah and he was so cool and he was so cool um but you know i guess for the for the sake of storytelling, what had to be done had to be done. But still, I I still hold on. It's like Wally. Ah, uh, we would see him again, like just hurt. It's like nah, like like a psych out. It's like God, right. Like, oh. yep, nope, we never uh, know. You never know. That's, this that's true. That's true. They might bring him back. Um, I also, for the record, I love Walid because he is played far. He's played by Farhan Akhtar, which is a really he's Pakistani, but he's big in Bollywood right now oh. so i think that's why they like kind of pulled him as like one of the main uh people that they wanted to like really make the show more well known um and to drive more people to watch it but he he's amazing and i wish we saw more of him yeah he's, he seemed like a really cool character yeah um but yeah it's like this episode like again does a good job of kind of introducing people that are on the outside of just this whole different like culture just to kind of show um, another side to things. And I, I felt like, you know, besides the kind of the asshole cousins, they kind of, they kind of did, <laughs> <laughs> they kind of did well, just kind of represent um, what like a day in the life of like Karachi would be like. I think so too. Um, yeah. Just again, a, I think you put it pretty well, like a busy episode for sure. But they're they're you know they only have six episodes to do it. And they got to prove uh you know what they're doing. But yeah, clandestines escape from prison, attack the red daggers. We see Walid die, and there's a big fight. Eventually, like chase leads to an area, and then um, basically, uh, they they kill a couple clandestines, and because they try to open up the dimension with the bangle, and then we actually see uh, the fight takes. Uh, Kamala back in time to the time of partition at the end, which I yeah. thought was a really interesting mm -hmm. take. I didn't expect that at all. I thought they were just going to be like a showdown kind of. Um, maybe they'll get the bangle, get away, they have to regroup, but nah, straight up, it's like, boom, you're going to partition, even though we talked about it. Like, we're, I mean, they talked about it, you know what I mean? But we're going to live it. <laughs> so that was, yeah. that was a good, good, interesting twist. Um, that was actually a really good ending to the scene. Just like when you see the overlaying shot of all these people trying to get on the train, it's so crowded and it's just utter chaos. Um, and just like the, like the sweeping music of just like, you don't know what's going to happen next until the next episode. Um, it gave me goosebumps. Like it made me tear up because you know that the next episode is going to break your heart um and break our hearts did it did do do yeah this 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 is the point where miss marvel started getting serious mm -hmm. yeah it, it shit got real for sure yeah um, is this episode the one where najma stabs it and does she open the portal and then something happens, or is so, that the like, next episode? I think that's the next episode. Okay, I'm confusing. Yeah, because yeah. okay, cool. yeah. it, right. it it got activated when she stabbed the bangle, and then that's when okay. like yeah, Kamala's transport, and that's that's what kind of threw me for a loop because like okay, it's like so is she just kind of like kind of seeing the vision of like what happened back then through like her her great grandmother, or it's like 
is she actually like in this world? Is she like tangible? And it's like it it was a good cliffhanger to like make you want to like wish the episode five came out sooner than mm-hmm. next Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, one of the things that I really liked is that they kind of teased a little bit of the next episode earlier on with Walid, where he's able oh. to uh, translate the little inscription that's on the bangle. The yeah. whole uh, what you seek is seeking you. Oh, so yeah, I thought I that was that so cool. Uh, like, I was yeah. like, I love that line so much. Um, oh. So it was just like, are we going to get more of that? Like, so it's, I'm, I'm really excited for episode five. <laughs> Yeah, and that's I was I was gonna bring up that line, but I'm glad you brought it up because I totally forgot about that. Because oh, how they oh, it's so good. Anyway, okay, episode five, time and again. So, uh, basically, it's to set the scene. They're in India, in 1942. Aisha's like kind of hiding in a village, and um, she's gonna run into this um, activist name, Hassan or Hassan, and. Office offers her a place to stay. Uh, you know, fast forward a little. They spend the night. You know, they fall in love. They have a kid, and um, actually, it's five years later. And then, um, of course, she was uh, clandestine before, but Najma finds her again and says, "Hey, you got to join us again." She's kind of like, "No, that's my old life." You know, like want to do something else now. Um, and she, you know, she, she has orders to get the Bengal. And then she's gonna leave the bangle with Sana. So I just thought it was really cool that we're starting the episode, but not just with Kamala, we're st- with her family in the past, and we're gonna like get to that point. It's just really cool to see that perspective. And even for a second, they show like these British people kind of like being, you know what, colonizers. So it's <laughs> um yeah, it's just like, oh, they they actually they went there a little. I, I wish they went there a little more, but they, they touched upon it. Yeah. Um, eventually, it does take us to the uh, area where we saw Kamal last, and the train area. Uh, but Najma finds Aisha and eventually just stabs her. And it's like, oh shit! Like I, I didn't expect this. Like, why do they always talk bad about that relative? It's like, because you know, sh- she died, and maybe they thought that she left them, but she didn't. You know, it's because fucking she was killed. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh shit! You know, family history. Uh, it, was, it was such a, it was such a, like you knew it was gonna happen. You knew something bad was gonna happen, but it still, it still hurt when, it, when it did. Just being stabbed, and then you got the interchange between, um, like Kamala trying to like figure out like what's going on, and like she knows like she start, she should start looking for, um, her, uh, her grandmother in the in the crowd, and it's like trying to figure it. And then I felt like this was some of like the most perfect just kind of like callbacks for the series because like earlier earlier on in the season you know they always whenever the story about um her grandmother would come up during partition it's like oh like you know she got separated from her her father and you know um and what happened was she she followed the the twinkling stars and followed and it led her back to her father and it's like okay so like how is that gonna work and then lo and behold you find out like oh you know it wasn't like the bangles i mean technically it was the bangle but it wasn't how we thought it wasn't her mother it was kamala the one that helped her grandmother trying to get back to her father and i uh, 
And then, of course, like she was like stretching her power to the limit and then she kind of lost it. But then through that, you know, the as her and like her little like uh, platform was like fading away, it turns into like little spark, like shimmering sparkles of like light. And it's like, oh, shit, you know, like, you know, it like Kamala was the one that went back and saved her own grandmother. It's like, oh, shit, that was so ah, I love when people do that. You know, it's like little subtle things where you think it's not going to really matter in the end, but then they figure out a way to make it like one of the most important story details, like in an episode. Ah, I love it. They even have Kamala meet Aisha, which I didn't even think was going to happen. He finds her like in her dying breath and, you know, that connection and, you know, what you seek is seeking you comes up like big time here. And it's like, oh, perfect. You know, like you're saying, just perfect connection, perfect callbacks. And she guides her her grandma to her father. And it's ah, just so well done. Oh, man. I just, it's a oh, heart wrench. I don't, it's just, oh, so much in this episode. It's, it's so good. Yeah, it's it's such an emotional episode, just like, you know, from point A to all the way to that point B at the very end. Um, I feel like just uh, watching Aisha and Hassan's relationship develop, it's so typical of like, like, I don't know how it is for other people, but like, for, I know for like, like Asians and South Asians, like, we all have that similar kind of relationship with, you know, and romantically where it's it's really slow and it's that huge slow burn kind of deal and you don't really see a lot happen and then you just kind of like you just are together you know and it's nice to see that you know development between the two like they just start to really get to know each other and even when he's offering her food and you know he's in uh, she's in her or she's in his home um it's just what really catches her I is just that simple line what you seek is seeking you and immediately she's like my name is Aisha and it's like that's it that just you know sealed the deal for her um and I don't know just their relationship is amazing but even seeing them try to come to terms with what's going on in India um what's going on with partition and everything that's happening with the British uh the fact that you know Muslims are kind of needing to leave at this point it's really heart-wrenching to see how they actually uh, portrayed all of that um, because that it did happen it's not the full story obviously but it's something that does or that did happen frequently to a lot of people out there um and just again you know seeing kamala be suddenly thrown into the train station i would have had a straight up anxiety attack okay. she had so much composure, so much strength during that scene of just guiding Sana to Hassan. And it just really shows the kind of character that she is. You know, it's it's kind of like I was saying earlier, you know, she is somebody who will do whatever she can to help someone, even if it's her family, even if it's her friends, somebody she doesn't know, she will do whatever she can. Um, and just the little twinkling lights, like it just your heart just swells because of all the emotions uh, that just come up from this entire episode. Um, and then all the way up until the ending too, that whole scene with her mother, Budiba, like it, and then of course uh, her grandmother too, it just, it all comes full circle. And there's like this huge understanding between three different generations that is so heartwarming. And it's just, it, it, it really is an emotional uh, episode. Yeah, 
um and i i think this was in the in the previous episode we had that scene between kamala's mom and grandmother just kind of like like after all these years like finally just like kind of like you know letting everything out in the open it's like hey you know like this is how i felt like through all those years of like growing up and like you're telling these stories that i thought you know you know we're all like phony and made up and it's like it kind of was like i just need to get away from you kind of thing and it's just like being able to see them kind of have that interaction where i feel like for a lot of people like that doesn't happen or it's like to get mm-hmm. to that point where you can able just to you know let everything out in the open like talk to each other for like for once it was very difficult um and then to fast forward to this episode and you kind of it's you see this like automatic change in um Kamala's mother where it's just like she sees Kamala finally at as she is with like her powers from the bangle and stuff like that and she's just like it's like it's like it was all true you know mm-hmm. and like she finally gets this she finally gets to see it's like everything that like my mom was telling me was true and like here here's my here's my daughter you know is this like super like this wonderful beam of light kind of you know kind of like look in her eyes even though she doesn't like say it like you can you see in her eyes like like her whole perception of kamala just changed in that one second and it's, it was so perfectly done because like moments like that you don't need to say anything but if you have if you have the ability to just to show it through your your expression in your eyes is it just makes the moments so much better at least i think i don't know That's oh just yeah <laughs> No, I definitely, I definitely agree. Cause like people always talk about like with, um, I mean, we see it all the time now, especially with like, uh, Disney movies, like, you know, turning red, um, Encanto, we always talk about generational trauma, but we never talk about generational healing. And so this entire series is all about, you know, four generations of women and all of this generational healing from from the beginning up until now. And it's just so nice to see that happen, especially with these three women who have had differences with one another and they haven't really been able to connect the way that they needed to. And now they're brought together to actually, you know, heal from, you know, all of the things that have happened to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well put. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. It's, Disney just hurting us and healing us, right? Um, Eventually, Mala returns to the present. Um, you know, all the stories come connected. Um, Mala puts together that uh, Najma's against the Bengal opened the doorway to Noor, but, you know, a couple of the clandestines like, I'm going home, and they get vaporized, which I didn't expect. I thought, oh, they're out they of get, here. No, they're, they're gone. They're fucking dead. They get vaporized <laughs> like Blade 1. I, oh, they do. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, even Najma, she sees like people like going down, and she decides to go through anyway. Uh, she gets vaporized, but at the last second, she sends the power she has, you know, all the way to uh, Kamran. And so that'll make uh, a nice interaction for the next episode. But I just wanted to say, um, uh, basically, uh, with that scene, uh, her family is there too. They see that like she's able to do these great things, and of course, they promise to keep her secret. But we know how that turns out. Um, yeah, but it, it's like a we think we're the like I, I thought we were kind of done, 
with the like the clandestines, but we're not. It's a good segue though. I was like, oh, it was a lot of surprises for sure. I was like, one villain to the next, and I was like, wow, that's that's pretty great. And at first, I didn't like that concept, but as it unfolded to the next episode, I thought it, it worked out really well. Let's see what happens next, but yeah, um, they eventually returned home, and even uh, uh, Comrade, who was detained, he finds his way to Bruno. Um, you know, they kind of have a little interaction. They, you know, Carmen tries to be a little bit better, even though he keeps calling him the wrong name <laughs> continually. <laughs> um, but you know, Bruno's a nice guy. He's like, fine, I'll help you out. And the episode ends with their fucking building blowing up. Which yeah. Which was like, whoa! Like, that was very unnecessary, but like, wow. <laughs> like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that too. And it's like this. This is the second to last episode, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like what it... more do we have to deal with now? Yeah, right? that that's what tripped me up because you know we had everything uh, in Karachi with Kamala and like everything was like wrapping up so well because like mm-hmm. you know what's what assumed to be like one of the main like villain factions of the show was you know taken care of, and then you had the whole kind of new relationship form with you know Kamala and her mom and her grandmother. And then we come to here and it's like, okay, cool. It's like, I guess this is only a five episode series. And it's like, this is going to be kind of like a, you know, a cliffhanger for like another season or, you know, whatever happens in the Marvels. And then it's just like, like, nah, you ain't done yet. This is, there's one more episode to go. And it's like, you just leave with that, <laughs> the corner store exploding. It's like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, Marvel. I personally didn't really care too much about the clandestines. I think they, I think they were just kind of like the filler antagonist to me, um, because at the end of the day, I think really the the real villain, I guess, is like the DODC, um, all the mm. damage control people. And we've kind of saw a little bit of them, I think, in the third episode where they enter the mosque and they oh, disrespectfully yeah. enter with their shoes on. Um, <laughs> but I digress. But like it's. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think they were kind of like hinted as the villain early on, but we didn't really mm. catch that until the end of episode five. And then you realize like, yeah, we're in deep shit. Like, <laughs> it's them. <laughs> so it's, uh, it really sets up the next episode for sure. Mm-hmm. So again, like great episode so far. And I was definitely wondering, like, just like you guys said, like, we're, we're wrapped up. What more do we have? Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we got more to go. So. Um, appropriately titled No Normal, like the volume run of uh, Miss Marvel. Um, Bruno and Cameron are on the run from Department of Damage Control. And then basically one of the um, officials, you know, puts out like a order to find them. And we kind of find out she's not all great. You know, she's starting to kind of do it behind the main guy's back. I, I forgot his name. I call him Stewie. His name is Stewie in Succession. I kept calling him Stewie. <laughs> so, highly recommend Succession if you haven't seen it. Uh, anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, um, Kamala uh, makes her costume using uh, her mom made it. You know, I just thought that was really cool that, that they tied that a, in. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and just like the 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 piece of resistance for that part was not only did like she make her outfit, she had it in one of her Gremlers toffee boxes <laughs> that she complained about in episode four. And I just felt it was, Oh, it was so like, it was so precious. It was like, 
it's like damn this episode like only started and it's like i'm already getting the feels going on and <laughs> i know there's just gonna be so much more that happens Mm-hmm. That toffee box was also in episode one with the bangles. So it was like you saw oh, yeah. it early on. And I think it's just like a really common thing that we're just we're, we always reuse like old boxes for some reason to just gift packages. Because why would we order a gift bag? Why, why? What's the point? Here's an old toffee box. <laughs> it's very green. Why not? Right? We use exactly. it. Right? The planet. Uh, but yeah, like for um, yeah, she reunites with Bruno and Cameron. Uh, but then um, <laughs> what happens is, you know, she thought her identity would be a secret to her family. JK, mom spills the beans to everyone in the family. Everybody knows that she's, you know, a superhero. And, uh, you know, she wants to do the right thing, of course. You know, that's that's in her nature. And uh, what I like about what happens is um, her family helps her and her friends, you know, despite everything, uh, to help Cameron get away, Cameron get away, you know, even though he's, you know, he might be a quote unquote enemy, you know, but still they're going to work together because it's, they all know it's like the right thing to do. They're part of, they're with each other. They help lift each other up. And again, I just, I can't emphasize enough. Like I felt like the family dynamic of helping her and like the community dynamic of helping her succeed was just so well done. So strong. And I just, it was fun too. like, they have their, hijinks in the high school you know they try to stop the department of control agents with like softballs and science and stuff and like distraction misdirection it, it's just really fun and well done um as what you would expect right from like the <laughs> level of intelligence and creativity from this group um but you know again with agents he's, he's being told stand down she's like nah i got this which is gonna just see you know, she's directly disobeying uh, her uh, supervisor, but um, basically, uh, what happens is you know, the, things look good, like they're about to get away, but uh, they actually capture Kamala on Kamran, and the power that he got from his mom, like, starts to manifest, and he's gonna use it, um, essentially to hurt people. And, and Kamala is kind of trying to like save people at the same time. Like there's a scene where they're fighting in the bathroom. There's an agent there and she like saves that agent's life, you know, where he would just destroy. She's there to protect. And we see that unfold um, with the department of damage control, Cameron and uh, Miss Marvel together in that square, um, you know, everyone, you know, their community is there to help stop and protest. You know, Kamala's there to protect people. And then Cameron's there to just, Know, wipe out damage control but he doesn't care who's hurt you know in the meantime right um he doesn't care he just wants to get his revenge and be you know get out of there and um really really I, I know i'm jumping around really cool moment is of course she like summons her power and she does you know her iconic and biggin right oh they yeah. and they did it well i was worried oh. you know they didn't really touch it and some of the C, you know i'm a, i'm not as hard on cgi as marcelo is but some of the CGI in some of the episodes is a little rough, but, you know, they might fix it. Sometimes they fix it in post. But her in bigger form was fucking badass. She, they nailed Hell it. Yeah. She was glowing, looking good, kicking ass. Oh, man, just really good. Uh, Miss Marvel doing her thing, you know. And what I liked is they showed that she uses, you know, she kicks a lot of ass, but then she uses her power to, like, contain Comrade's power as well. And, you know, she's trying to reach him, not just to beat his ass, too, like, they're having their dialogue. They're they're gonna be there for each other and communicate and stuff. So, you know, 
as much as I, I do love the action and fighting, but it's like, that's not all there is, right? They're building a community and they want to keep the community the same in the message instead of just like, you're bad, fight now, you know? But it was, of course, they, they did a great job of doing that. And, you know, she's becomes New Jersey's like superhero, you know, they love her. And they do the little TikTok thing, right? They're promoting her on social media and stuff. And they're so proud of her. And, you know, it's like, oh, I know her. Who's that girl? You know, it's they just captured that, you know, community foundation really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just just really just everything's led to that episode. And they just pull it off really well. Like, again, I didn't expect them to go the direction they did. Marvel, of course, they know what they're doing. They're they're hella good at what they do. Um, I thought it was you know they they kind of do you know they clean up and stuff. And what I was actually surprised to see Kamran go to Pakistan and meet Kareem. I didn't think that was going to happen. It's like you should go. And I do like these like they meet up and they're not buddy buddies. Just like yeah, you're here, man. Like, like <laughs> what do we do? Like you know your your dude killed my guy. Like fuck you. <laughs> you know? I'm glad there wasn't like let's be friends because you know Kamala. And you know again the I remember seeing the meme of like it's Kamala collecting boys and she had like the gauntlet <laughs> with the three boys in there. And, <laughs> what? I did not yeah, see that um, one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Really strong episode. Of course, I'm getting to the big part. Uh. You know, after Cameron flees, they find out that he left his car. They all meet up, right? And of course, uh, keep teasing us, but he's like, I don't think you're quite, you know, as supernatural as you think. I think it's a mutation. I'm like, what the fuck? But I was surprised <laughs> because he said mutation, but again, like in multiverse, they do the little X-Men 90s jingle specifically. Mm -hmm. The cartoon went again. I was like, what? Like, me and my wife actually had to rewind. It's like, wait, was that what I thought it was? We went back and we listened again just to the little jingle. It's like, oh my God. So they went from bearing mutants to now bearing inhumans. <laughs> so they're going <laughs> to embrace mutants. And Miss Marvel, you know, may be the first, at least uh, confirmed in the show. We might see with a certain movie coming out soon if they'll make someone the first mutant, like in the comics. But we'll see. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, really, really cool reveal. And then, of course, another post-credits, true to Marvel. Um, they show uh, Kamala kind of messing with her bangle, and it looks like he switches places with none other than Captain Marvel, of course. New hairdo, new outfit. She's like, oh, no, what happened? And then it cuts there, and I was like, whoa. I, you know, I was hoping to see her. I was expecting kind of like a visit at the end, like Marvel fans, like, hey, I heard what you did, you know. You, you draw inspiration for me. Nah, straight up, like plot point, possibly connection, and somehow she's involved with Marvel. Boom. And that's that's episode six. I know I gloss over a lot. We can go back into it a little bit. Yeah, it was it was a lot. It was great. It was really well done and fun. Yeah. Very fun. Yes. <laughs> this episode was so good. So good. Um, just from start to finish, I mean, gosh, where do I start? Um, I so do. Much. <laughs> I know there's so much. Um, I think just kind of, I mean, right off the beginning, like we do see like the um again the kind of newfound friendship between Kamran and Bruno, 
and it's nice that the, to see that they just like continue that throughout the entire episode um because clearly they have nothing in common but they're you know they both you know really care about kamala you know that's it's something that you know is keeping them you know to like help each other in a sense um and then just going straight into the whole community situation where they're all helping each other out. They're trying to make sure that Kamran is safe. They're trying to make sure that Kamala is safe. Um, and it really uh, instills the idea of community and why that's so important. Um, because in the past, you know, especially with the MCU, we see so many heroes that are all about individualism and, you know, doing things on their own and not really knowing how to work in a community or as a team. And we see that completely shift with Kamala and her entire community, because even though they all know it's her, they want to help her out as best as they can. Um, and uh, one thing that I want to point out is the, um, the little hats that Sheikh Abdullah gives to uh, Bruno and Kamran. Oh yeah. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> the fact that like like Bruno gets the Haram one and then Kamran gets the uh halal one, like for those who might not know, like halal is you know meant to be something that's like it's it's pure, it's good, and then haram is kind of you know like clearly like Bruno is not the dude for uh, Kamala. So it's just <laughs> it was just like a funny thing to see like her reaction. She's like, What are you wearing? Like what? <laughs> um <laughs> But the entire um, the entire sequence in the high school was so good. I love that Amir also showed up and just had his whole, you know, little thing, you know, was able to help out. Um, and then it just got really difficult to watch just seeing, like, the DODC interact with these kids and, like, basically try to help them down. And it's it's definitely something that is very real. It's something that is, like, that happens. Um, and it explains the little warning in the beginning of the episode that they actually gave too. It's just the fact that it, there's so much stuff that is still happening nowadays that it's it's rough to watch, but it's something that we kind of need to see because this is the reality for people in this community. And it goes back to what uh, Kamala ends up saying to Kamran um, when she's like she has that little bubble where you know there is no normal. It's just you know we just we have to do with we have to do what we can with what we already have, you know, and it's, you know, it, I think it also kind of goes back to the fact that like for her specifically, she's never going to be normal, no matter, you know, where she is, whether she's in Pakistan or America, or she's, you know, with the clandestines, if she's with her family, she is always going to be kind of like the outsider in a sense. And she has come to terms with that. So I think that was really nice to see. Um, but yeah, also the like just like the ending moments with her family was really well done. Yeah. Um, just like like her being able to open up and say, I am like nightlight or night girl or whatever. Um, just their reactions. It's like they already already know, but they are willing to support her however they can. <laughs> and just, you know, Muniba Auntie like giving her the suit. And it just all came together. And then that final, like, rooftop conversation that she has with um, Uncle Yusuf, like, uh... it just was so emotional. Like, you know, you will always be our little Marvel. And it just, like, I don't know. It was just so uh, nice. So it was the perfect cap it to was. the... Uh... But also her reaction to being, like, 
I have the same name as Carol freaking Danvers. And then like her dad's like, I have no idea who that is. Like, sir, this woman is all over your daughter's like walls. How do you not know who that is? Um, but it was, it was a really good episode. I, I loved everything about it. And I, I know that there's going to be some stuff that hopefully we'll see in season two, but you know, I think it closed up as much as it possibly could. Um, so I'm really happy with how it turned out. Yeah. It it they definitely I feel like they they hit this one out of the park for the last episode because you got to you got to have the wrap up from the last episode and then you also got to you know have Kamala have her hero moment like her, her like like actual like hero moment but um to see just like how much she's progressed in such a little amount of time um going back to like comparing how how she started to where she got to um when they're making the plan in the in the school to kind of like do like home alone style um take out like all the uh, the units that are going to be coming in um you go back to episode 1 when her and Bruno were making that plan to go to AvengerCon and she had this whole plan set out it was going to be so action packed and then everything just kept going wrong you know like her her bike her bike got left out and so it got, got stolen. You know they were running late and you know everything was just going wrong. And then you come to this episode and then she makes up this whole plan with everybody and you know they're all going to work together and you see them make make a plan and it works. It works for as long as they needed it to. And so it was so cool because it was so cool to see like okay it's like. You know, Kamala is is like is getting that moment where you know everything is falling into place for her as far as like her hero's journey, and then, of course, you. The one thing that I was kind of getting a little worried about was when um when Kamran was starting to ask about his mom, and it's like, hey, you know, who's like, where's my mom? You know, like what's you know what happened to her? And then it's like, oh no, it's like is like I was so worried they're gonna do like a stereotypical thing, and it's like, hey. You're not telling me everything. I'm gonna be bad now, and like he 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 started kind of like losing control, and I was like, oh come on, don't like like don't lose it. And then so I, I was so happy that you know it ended the way it did to where like you know Kamala just like you know made the dome around each other, and it just kind of like you know laid it all in the lines like hey he was like I know you're afraid, I know you're scared, and life's not gonna be the same anymore. But it's like you have to trust me, you know go to go to this place you, everything's going to be okay you know you're going to be taken care of it's going to be fine and then you know everything like calmed down and it was like okay cool was like i didn't want Kamran to be like it's like i'm going to be a villain now <laughs> <laughs> and i was so worried about that um but it, it all worked out and um uh i forgot where i saw this um someone uh was pointing out and it's like a lot of people's like, yeah, I like I was so much ready to see Kamala like fight people. It's like it's like, yes, but like her style isn't so much of her fighting. It's more of her kind of like per, like protecting everybody. Like mm. like her goal isn't really to like get into fights. It's like she wanted to protect. So like she kind of went through the battle just kind of like doing everything she could to make sure that everybody was safe. It's like not only her friends mm -hmm. and like everybody around her, but even like the soldiers that are like fighting her, you know, like I remember when uh, she started using her in big in power. It's like, it's like, hell yeah. And big in, but then, um, 
they had some units in a a vehicle. I for, I forget um, what type of vehicle, but um, it was like gonna be sent like flying because of Comron, and she like grabs it and like makes sure they're okay. And she's like, "Hey, you guys okay?" And it it kind of made me feel good to like hear the guy. The guy's like, "It's like, yeah, we're okay." Like kind of like you kind of showing like a little bit of like that that you know individual like humanity within like the person and it's like like it's like it was so interesting because you don't normally get to see that especially in like marvel movies you don't get to have like the little grunt people kind of like have that kind of like it's like it's like oh thank god this person was here to save me it's like this this is a shitty situation oh my god like i don't know i that that little like little blip just like made it so much like sweeter and then you know especially then when everybody in the community started coming around like Kamala to like protect her and then giving her enough time to like escape and go away. It's like, Oh, that is like you pointed out before, like this show showed so much community that no other really Marvel property has done to the extent. Like um, the only other thing I can like remember, it's not even like an MCU property, but um it was like amazing spider-man like that one like when he was so injured but he had to get across town and like the whole the whole like community was like trying to make the way where everybody was like blocking like blocking off the street so it was clear and the cranes were coming in and like he was going like that was the last time i to my recollection that i could like see like a hero being like fostered by a community of people and like kamala was just even more so like bolstered up by her community it was so cool to see um and it was it was so great and then of course the the mid credit scene um of having that that swap and it's like hell here's carol danvers and it's like for a second it's like you don't know if it's like did she change it like did she like her powers change her into like carol danvers like like no this is like the actual carol danvers like where's where's kamala you know and i I did like a small bit of research about like uh certain um about like the certain bangles because like we kind of in the show we kind of see like oh they got the bangles from what we assume is is a Cree like a Cree and so um in a very very old um Captain Marvel um comic he has uh two bangles that kind of help him boost his power. And what they have the ability is that if one person has one bangle, one person has the other, it has the power to either teleport or swap places with them. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of throw it out for like kind of predictions about the Marvel the Marvels, where wherever Captain Marvel was in the universe, she found another bangle, and then they got swapped to wherever they were. Mm-hmm. So that's what's gonna just kick off the movie but i just thought it was it was just so interesting because to see because like you have you have carol danvers just like pop in and she's like the fuck is this and like just seeing all the posters of her and she's like oh no it's like it just it just just like every other episode of, of the show like it just kicks off right into like okay i want to see the marvels i i want to see what's going to happen next so mm-hmm. they I think I think they did a great job, um, you know, getting getting people invested for the show and getting invested to see Kamala's progression. And I think like they 
by the end of the show, I could I could say it's like like Kamala is probably going to be the biggest hero for like the next 10 years of the MCU, if if it even lasts that long. And I hope so, because they for like there's no perfect there's no perfect MCU movie, but they it's probably some of the best storytelling, long form storytelling. And I want to see Kamala like progress through. And hopefully get some Young Avengers action going on, because that's what seems like it's going on. So, We're waiting for piece. them to do it. It's probably going to be like five years. Who knows? It seems it. likely. <laughs> yeah, per- great show. Great show. I love it. Yeah, you, you, you guys said it. I, I don't need to say it. it was, <laughs> it's, it's really good. Uh, you know, my wife has been looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what they do next in the Marvels or season two or whatever. And I want, I, I can't wait to see the other hero interactions she has with other people. You know, I'm just, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Kamala to meet other people. So it's going to yeah. be so, so I am a little jealous because I, I didn't see a lot of it, but I saw little snippets, but recently Disney just released their, um their new Marvel like cruise line. And oh, yeah, yeah. There's an experience. Um, there's an experience in in the cruise where they kind of have it's like this interactive like dinner kind of thing where like they have these big screens in the dining hall, and there's kind of like th- this event that happens during the cruise and like you have there's like some audience participation, but they do have a little bit of footage of Kamala interacting with the other Avengers, like for the first yeah. time, and I was like really you're gonna do that for a cruise and we can't see it first on like tv or in the movies come on disney don't do this to me i can't afford that shit the the picture they show of her posing at the beginning of thor i think it's from that because i don't think she does that pose in the show i could be wrong i'm pretty sure either way i know i same feelings like what the fuck i'm not gonna go on a (laughs) cruise right now to see miss marvel well maybe i will but uh, it's (laughs) definitely worth looking up on YouTube because I'm sure people will film that like from every angle possible. Well, speaking of the pose, actually, so she does do a pose, I think, in the first episode and then again in the sixth episode. Um, I don't know if it's the same one that you were talking about, Joel, but like um, I just wanted to bring it up for the sake of the parallel because like in the first one, she's like, she's okay. She's a little bit uncomfortable and she's kind of like self-conscious. But in the sixth episode, she is so confident. Like, mm-hmm. she's looking in the mirror and she's like, yeah, uh, th- this is me. I'm Kamala Khan. <laughs> you know, and I just, I-, I love seeing that kind of, like, that really solid progression of her character. And it really shows a lot of, like, who she's become. Um, and then in an earlier episode, too, uh, I think it was in episode three, um, where she's talking to Sheikh Abdullah and she's asking him, like, kind of, like, questions about the you know the nightlight girl and you know she's asking like you know what can she do to prove that she is good um and Sheikh Abdullah is just like you know good is not a thing that you are it's a thing you do and I think that line specifically is one of my favorite lines in the entire series um because of the fact that it it really kickstart her kickstarts her entire journey throughout the rest of the series and it really teaches her on how she needs to be in order to be the the best hero that she can be um and i think that's why like there's so much focus on community and family and relying on people around you that you know are good 
in order to do the right thing. And it's just, it's like Brian said, it's just, it's such a good community, a, a good show about community and doing, you know, showing what you can do when you have others to help you out. Definitely. Oh yeah. It's just oh so good. Uh, Marcelo in chat just happened to say, uh, the show had some of the best character development across main and supporting cast. Definitely. Like I, I can't. So, so good. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's our synopsis of Miss Marvel Review. I mean, we pretty much fucking love it. I mean, it's safe to say, so if you made it through all this and, you know, you're still not convinced, I, I think you got to go find out. I mean, we just spoiled the whole fucking thing. But, <laughs> um, it's really good. I, you know, just really good acting and writing. You know, I'm glad that the producers were, you know, people of color too, you know, even though that the writers did change, but overall directors, producers were in charge, were people from that community so that you know another point too is they said uh like it's the most like the least seen by you know white audiences across america but the most by other you know communities so i think that means something people just like black panther and shang chi if you make it we'll see it it's about our people come on marvel come on come on world pick come on come on I, we're almost there i know you guys can see it <laughs> Yeah. way great stuff uh, yeah it's oh yeah chef's kids as they say chef's kids <laughs> around. Um, um, I also want to bring up too now that you bring up like Black Panther I feel like um, this is something that's been said a couple times and I strongly believe in that too I feel that you know Black Panther walked so Shang-Chi and Miss Marvel could run mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I am incredibly thankful for the amount of work that has been put into Black Panther to really inspire all of these other projects that we're going to end up seeing that we have seen and so it really you know just that sense of you know really pushing for the things that we want to see in the MCU. And now we're finally getting, you know, projects like Shang-Chi and Miss Marvel and who knows what we're going to end up seeing in the future. I mean, we even have like Echo and it's just really nice to see like all of these like different people with different backgrounds, you know, whatever it may be. And I don't know, it's just, it's really changing the MCU for the better, I feel. Oh, for sure. No, like, like with, with the, the trajectory that they're going so great, they, they can only go like up, like high and far, you know, as far as any ideas. And I, I kind of love like the most more recent direction, at least with like like Disney as a whole, where they're kind of they they are giving these people from different walks of life like an opportunity to kind of tell their story through different mediums, where it be animation or through live action like Marvel properties. And so like Disney it's 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 working good just keep just keep going you know just don't listen to all these fucking naysayers on like twitter no one cares about twitter like just keep just keep yeah. going on the course you know we we all love yeah. it there's more of us than there are of them so <laughs> that's for sure all right want to say thanks again if you've been listening to our review live or it's Spotify or on youtube uh, before we go to our little after show of course, want to do our little cleanups as always. Pooja, where can we find you other than here today? Where can we find what you've been up to? What do you want to shout out before we close that up? 
Yeah. Um, so you can definitely find me all the time on TikTok. I am Samosas and Popcorn. Um, I'm also Samosas and Popcorn on Instagram and on Twitter, where I am just rambling about movies and TV. Um, I am Samosas and Popcorn because my other one was a little bit too long for Twitter. Um, but yeah, so that's where I'm at. I'm also a writer for the Nerd Initiative. Um, they are everywhere. They're on YouTube, Twitter, uh, TikTok, Instagram. So I am writing articles for them all the time. So definitely check me out there as well. Oh, yeah. Right. All right, you made it this far. United We Nerd. Now we're on Twitch. TikTok, uh, almost on TikTok. My bad, Twitch. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, forgetting one. I put us on TikTok. I feel like there's so many more things we're doing. All right, yeah. you know, but you know where else they could find us, Joel? Nowhere else. Of course, because oh, oh, go, go, go! I'm sorry. Oh my oh. god, I'm messing it up. Oh. It's okay. So, uh, edit and post. Uh, <laughs> nah, we won't. We're not. Nah, we won't. We don't have time for that. Um, of course. If you want to ask us any questions or just give us feedback, you know, tell us why Miss Marvel is the best show on Disney Plus so far. Um, you can send those on to uh, unitedwenerdcast at gmail.com. Um, of course, if you're watching this live, uh, we will love your feedback on, on the chat. Come talk to us. It'd be really fun, especially in our post show. Uh, we also have... Uh, our YouTube, where we uh, post our video versions, um, leave a comment down there. You know, we can communicate there, especially on Twitter uh, at United We Nerd and Instagram. Like Joel said, uh, we really love your feedback. We really love to have some nerdy ass conversations, like we have been doing for the past almost two hours. This is so much fun. Love always talking nerdy shit with y'all. Mm-hmm. Again. Where can you find us? UnitedWeekNerdCast at gmail.com. Ryan, what if they want to find you specifically? Oh, me? Um, well, uh, I also have a Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Brian Saber. Um, I will be returning to my WrestleBet series uh, hopefully this week, uh, especially with the most recent news um, in the wrestling world. Um and then, of course, you could also find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brian underscore Saber. Um, someone beat me to it. God damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, and from there, Joel, where could people find your personal stuff? Oh, hell yeah. Mad Mech Monster Mind on Spotify, SoundCloud, and also Acoustic Avenger on Twitch, Acoustic Avenger on Twitter. The I is a one. Um, also, Instagram, United We Nerd, just find me there. My Instagram's kind of private now that I work with kids. So, all right, go find me there if you want to. Again, thank you for listening. This was awesome. We're going to go to the post show. We have a kind of a lot of things I kind of want to talk about really quickly. So, but yeah, again, <laughs> you seek is seeking you.